You're listening to an encore presentation of Faith and Family. You're listening to Faith and Family. I'm Andy Bates, sharing with you a missionary story. I love talking with our missionaries, sharing with you uh, what our missionaries are doing, how the Lord is using them to serve in various parts of the world and bringing that good news of Jesus and getting into uh, how life is for them, serving in a different culture, living in a different culture, uh, living among people for whom Christ died, that they might too learn that good news of Jesus. Thanks to our underwriter, Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting this program. To find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin, go to our website, kfuo.org, and look for the CUW logo in the sponsor section there. Joining me in studio today, Benjamin Helge, serving the Lord in Eurasia. Benjamin, welcome. Thank you very much. Glad to have you yeah. with us today and uh, talking about your service. Uh, Benjamin, tell me a little bit about where you grew up. What was uh, what was life like for you where you grew up? Where I grew up? All right. Uh, well, I'll start off. I have an accent, <laughs> but I am American. <laughs> uh, and I grew up in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So born and raised there. Went to uh, K-8 Lutheran School uh, at Emanuel Lutheran Church. They're kind of downtown. And then... I went to public high school, but uh, yeah, my parents, my mom was from there. My dad was from Seward, Nebraska, but they met in Concordia, Seward, and then moved back down to Albuquerque and yeah, the land of enchantment, which (laughs) it is, it is enchanting. (laughs) Okay. So you said, you said you have a, uh, you have an accent, but you're American. You grew up in Albuquerque. To what do you attribute the accent? (laughs) To, well, living in Czech Republic for the past three years and just speaking with non- native English speakers, it just happened. I don't, I don't know. I don't have an explanation for <laughs> it. It, just... it happened magically overnight. <laughs> yeah, I think so. When, uh, so you grew up in Albuquerque and, uh, where did you go from there? Yeah, I, uh, graduated from high school and then applied for college. Uh, and I ended up going to Concordia in Irvine, California. Uh, so I studied music education. Actually, I had my Lutheran teaching certification and my California teaching credential for K to twelve music, and yeah, but not not really doing that now. <laughs> uh, but what were your what were your hopes? What were you thinking when you were studying music education? Did you have a, did you have a, a, a firm set plan, or not really sure what you wanted to do? Oh no, it was it was set. It was full on high school choir for the rest of my life. That's what it was going to be. And I was actually teaching for one semester doing like a long-term sub position in Santa Ana, California, where I did five choirs a day uh, and taught wow. yeah, men's choir, women's choir, mixed choir. Men's choir was the best, like 50 guys, you know, just I, the voices of men's choir, the sound is my favorite, but just the guys are, they're guys and they're crazy. <laughs> but so every, every morning was a challenge, but also a joy and, but I just did that for that short time, waiting to then go out as a missionary. When did you first start thinking about serving as a missionary? I think, I well, I have a little story that goes with it. I guess I was sitting in my dormitory at Concordia, and all of a sudden my roommate comes, one of my roommate comes out and says, hey, is anyone going to this meeting for this mission trip to Hungary? And I hadn't heard anything about it, hadn't seen the signs really. And I said, well, I didn't know about it, but I'm watching TV doing nothing, so... I'll go. So I went and heard the presentation, what they're going to be doing, and ended up being that I went on this missions trip, but my friend didn't. And so uh, it was kind of the first 
start or what what got me thinking about it even because I had oh, we hadn't really traveled or even locally done too many missions we did service things or food banks going mm-hmm. doing things like this but nothing so much as like an English Bible camp or going to share the gospel like this kind of ministry so that that was the first thing it was my junior year at Concordia that that happened so you heard about this opportunity mm-hmm. where did it go from there so, so it started it gave me the travel bug our travel missions bug I guess you mm-hmm. could say and then so it was for three weeks the first summer it was 2010 yeah summer of 2010 went to Hungary came back and then in the spring at Concordia one professor had just come back from this around the world semester that Irvine has now and they had made some contacts in China and he said hey who wants to go back to China this summer and so he put a group of 10 students together we graduated then left for China for seven weeks and then came back and still was thinking all right what's next kind of thing I was doing my student teaching at the time uh, and then I ended up going back to Hungary the next summer and then worked for the around the world semester <laughs> for five months traveling to 10 countries doing service in each place and at the end of that it was in Bolivia we were in a church and I sent in my application to LCMS Office of International Missions and applied to be a geo missionary with uh, with the organization so when you what do you find yourself thinking about when you're traveling you, you, it seems like you you found that you enjoy traveling and visiting places meeting new people what do you find yourself thinking about when you're going to visit a new place what is it what's the draw for you uh, well I love food <laughs> so <laughs> food <laughs> yeah trying new food um, but then also seeing I mean, we know culture is different and we know the world is not the same. We have some similar similarities, but seeing how God works in each culture and, and knowing that he does work, but sometimes trying to find where it is, because it's not always evident, maybe, right? You don't just walk down the street and point somewhere and say, oh, there he is. But I think when you really look at it or dive further into the culture, you can see it more and, and meeting people, I love meeting new people so that's part of it is talking with them and hearing their story and then seeing how God has worked in their life and just what he's doing in that specific community wherever you travel to because no story is the same right no story is the same it's so true you can't just look and say oh there's the culture you can't just Mm -hmm. point to it and say yeah that's the culture where do you go when you want to really learn the culture of people, when when you want to learn the culture of of a country or a people group, uh, what are the things that you look for to to help you really learn the culture? And just, I think asking questions, mm-hmm. yeah, asking questions and going, like you know, first you go as a tourist, like you you should still do that because you're an outsider, and so if you just kind of bypass that side of travel or of being in a new place then you you still miss something from that culture so yeah do the tourist thing and but then don't just stay in that mindset so go deeper and go outside the places where you wouldn't normally uh, walk or whatever and and then once you meet those people and you ask the right questions not just how you are or whatever but you can get into their life and see what they start but i think now I know enough families are in Hungary, for example. I've known some students there for six years now. And so I can go to Hungary and uh, I'll say I'm coming. And even if that student and friend isn't there, I can still stay with their family and we can 
in our broken languages. My Hungarian isn't that great, and their English isn't that great either. But we can we can manage it together. And being in someone's home, I think you learn a lot about not just the family, but about the culture too. Now serving in you were in Hungary and Czech Republic. Now, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you find that in in other cultures in in Europe and Asia that uh, that they're very welcoming of of guests in their home? Or is it, how is it, how is it in comparison to you know Americans and and our culture of welcoming? I mean, in some places in the United States, uh, people are very welcoming of a guest or sure. even a stranger mm-hmm. into their home. Um, you know, with with just a, knowing a little bit about them. In other places, it's it's not very common to welcome someone into your home for you know to stay as a guest unless you really really know them. Maybe even family only. Yeah, it it depends. I I think as a foreigner, at least in Czech Republic, coming as a foreigner, as an American, and as a Christian, and interacting with the Christians that are there, the few that are there, they are extremely welcoming. And and even outside that working in schools or meeting different people because I'm an outsider they want to make a good impression that they are very hospitable uh, but sometimes I think I notice between other their own culture maybe between Americans as well it's different right <laughs> you'd you don't really have to impress anybody or you can keep your distance a little more but I felt extreme hospitality and being welcomed uh, and, and there are people of course that don't welcome you in and when you walk down the street, though, it's not a culture that's look you in the eye, smile, say, how you doing, right? It's a very keep to yourself. But once you talk to someone, it, they open up and they'll have a conversation with you. But the, the how's it going? Yeah, even in line at the grocery store, you don't really talk to people. Really? It's just, yeah, you're in your own, it's your privacy and don't and really You seem like so a very friendly, outgoing person. Was it hard to adapt to that? <laughs> kind of. I mean, I don't. I don't know if I ever adapted fully. I still. I still walk down the street. And I'll smile at people, uh, and yeah, maybe I'm breaking some cultural. And they rules. get kind of skeptical of you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, no, but there's a point that I now see some people, and they'll know I smile or at them or whatever. And just the other day when I was coming back to the states for this visit, I was waiting at the bus stop, and some guy. Just looked at me, asked, "Hey, can I can I ask you a question?" Sure, of course. And he just started telling me, uh, "Your jacket's really cool. Where did you buy it?" And it was completely kind of out of character from a typical day. But he actually told me, "Well, I saw you walking the other day down the street from my balcony. I I saw you, and I just had to ask you this question." And so it was kind of bizarre, but uh, yeah, it, it provided the chance to talk. And so there are some friendly people and are. They'll do that uh, kind of inf- uh, informal conversation with you. So. so informal conversations happen differently than they do in, in American sure. culture. Yeah, even in the language, in Czech language, there's formal and informal language. So if you talk to someone you don't know, you use like you formal. But if you know them, you use the informal version of it. And so even in language, it's built in. Whereas here oh. we just say you or we don't have the same formality. Mm-hmm. When did you find out that you would be serving in the Czech Republic? When did you find out that that, that you were uh, that, that your application had been received and that that you were going to be assigned to oh. Czech Republic and Eurasia? Yeah, I was. Uh, where was I? I was in California uh, teaching at this one school. Those five periods of choir, and I had gotten it. Uh, I think like March, maybe something like that. And 
it was awesome day, yeah, day of great joy, and and so I prepared then for it. I was originally going to a different location, but something switched around, and I came to orientation. We even weren't sure exactly where I was going, but finally, I ended up where I am now, and and see why the why God changed it. I think, or and I can't say I know what He would have done in the other location, but I I see fully why I'm where I am and what what He's doing, and I'm so thankful to be. A part of that, uh, and be, I, it's a blessing to me. I think to experience it. Tell me about some of the work that you've been doing since you've been serving as a geo missionary. Yeah, so I, so I just made a transition to career missionary actually uh, this past June, but I still do some of the same things that I did as a geo, and so I started out teaching in about three to five schools uh, every week, just conversational English. So it wasn't as much teaching as it was just talking with students because <laughs> the teacher was still in the room. I wasn't employed by the school. It's just a way to meet students. And so I went in and all the schools are in the same town, even same community. So I met, met the students, they met me, and then I was able to invite them to our, call it ETG, English Talk Group. And they come, they uh, practice English. We have a theme for the night. Uh, it's hour and a half, and then we just hang out, play games. I bake something usually, and then uh, at the end or sometime in the night, the theme we choose connects to sharing the gospel. So each team, each week, the theme is still it's different, and and the way the gospel is connected to it is different, but it's still the gospel of Jesus Christ and crucified, or died, rose again for us, right, for our salvation. And so that is always there. And, and so that's kind of the basis of what I'm doing and working with the Salesian Lutheran Church there. Uh, the teaching, the English group, it's all connected to a church plant that they have. So it's all to connect the students, yeah, to tell them about Jesus, but also to connect them to the church there uh, as they then grow and learn more and, and the think, spirit works. <laughs> I think you mentioned earlier that the uh, how few Christians there are mm-hmm. in the the Czech Republic in that part of the Czech Republic. Many of the the people that that come to English talk group uh, do the, do they have any familiarity with with the church with the scriptures uh, who Jesus is? Yeah, I, some of them do. Like some that come are Christian or they're. They even help, or I have some translators that come, and I'm I'm really thankful they're there <laughs> sometimes, right? Uh, but then there's other kids that, yeah, they don't. Some say they're atheists. Some believe we have even some Buddhists that came and different religions that come together, and but they all hear the gospel. And so some of them know something. A lot of them know for sure the Ten Commandments, just because that's what they kind of think about sometimes with the church or associate that with the church and. They know about Jesus, but baby Jesus brings gifts at Christmas time, actually. So maybe not the same Jesus we would tell them about. And yeah, he brings us many gifts, but not these presents under the tree necessarily. So their Christmas tradition is that Mm -hmm. that gifts are brought by baby Jesus. Yeah, it is. Wow. And as it, uh, in terms of Christmas presents from this baby Jesus, are they like, like Americans would be to us toys for kids. Yeah, things yeah, like that. it is. It's kind of the idea of Santa, but yeah. they have baby Jesus. So interesting, <laughs> right? That cultural difference. Have and, you uh, have you accidentally called him Santa in uh, in any conversations? Uh, no, I don't. Well, maybe, uh, but not that I realized. <laughs> yeah, made reference to Santa Claus, and they're trying to figure out who that is. No, oh, they know who Santa they, is just because yeah. of 
movies and different things, television, but yeah, and actually, uh, uh, December 5th, right, St. Nick, sure, right, Saint so Nicholas that's Day, yeah. the the 5th, I think, and so they know him, but he just isn't the one that comes at Christmas or on Christmas Day. <laughs> what do they, when you first meet uh, new friends in, in the Czech Republic, and they learn that you're an American, do they have questions for you about your American culture and uh, what life is like in the U.S.? Yeah, sure. I, I, well, I mean, the election just happened, and so recently that's been the question, has been about politics and what's happening, and I, I don't always know what to answer because I just uh, yeah, I have no idea. Uh, but that's usually a big one, and then I'll say I'm from New Mexico, and people often think Mexico, and mm-hmm. not that it's a state in the U.S. So, or they ask me if I have a cactus or something like this, <laughs> so, or what like what to eat, kind of mm-hmm. these questions, and which there's no spicy food, nothing is really spicy as far as their main meals go. So that's one thing I always miss is green chili and <laughs> my New Mexican cuisine. So yeah, you mentioned that when uh, visiting a new culture, one of the things you like to explore is the food. Mm-hmm. Uh, what have you learned? Do you have any favorite dishes in the, yeah, in the Czech culture? Definitely. I mean, I like to cook too, so mm-hmm. I've even gotten some different cookbooks and try recipes when I have time too. And so one I think I make a lot is uh, these dumplings or potato dumplings filled with ham and onions that have been cooked up and then you boil the whole dumpling and then eat it. But then you have some sauerkraut, but it's been doctored up a bit, some bacon <laughs> added to it and a little sugar to make it not as sour, right? And <laughs> so I, this one's a, a favorite. And then like goulash, some some dishes like this or meat. Yeah, meat, meat and potatoes is big too. So there's yeah. different spices or different, different ways of preparing it. Are there spices that are more common in the Czech cuisine? Um, in Czech cuisine, uh, let's see, caraway seed, I guess, is used quite a bit. Or paprika would be used quite a bit as well. Uh, I, I mean, they use similar things, garlic, onion, mm-hmm. basil, uh, you know, your kind of standard thing. They use sure. it too, definitely. Who uh, of the people that you've met, the people that you've gotten to know through English, the, the English talk group or the um, the other ways that you've been serving, uh, who has stood out? Um, share with us a story from those that, that you've met, those oh, that you've served. Just one story. <laughs> no, I mean, there's <laughs> lots of stories, yeah, but uh, I mean... I was in New Orleans this summer for the National Youth Gathering, and I think that is one story that continues. And and uh, the student's name, a student but friend, brother, uh, we call each other brothers actually, and now brothers in Christ. But his name's Tomash, and he came to our English group as an atheist. And and he actually his story doesn't start when he met me even, but it started years before when he went to this church plant in this side. There's a kids club, and he was even going there as a child and heard the gospel. And so I think even the seed was kind of planted then. And then he had left and didn't go for a while, but it was literally 30 seconds away. His his apartment was 30 seconds away from this room we had in the basement of another building. And so my English group started up and his friend told him, hey, you should come. It's really close to your apartment. And so he came and we started hanging out and just he wanted to speak in English. And God used that as well as part of his journey to faith and and the spirit worked through it and he uh, was what was he we we went geocaching we went and just walked around we did different things he went to church a couple of times and then we 
even had pizza one night on my birthday and the greatest birthday present I can imagine or ever asked for, I guess. But he just looked at me and he said, like, I, I think I believe in Jesus. Like, I think I'm a Christian. And he said that night he like felt the power of the spirit working in his life. And, and it's been going ever since. And so he went through confirmation after that, got connected with the pastor. He was baptized last year, December 20th. So it's coming up on one year and uh, has been involved with our English group translating and now sharing his story wherever he goes. And he was in New Orleans at the National Youth Gathering and shared his testimony. We both kind of shared it on stage and now he's off at college and still living his life for Jesus Christ. And yeah, it's what's he phenomenal. studying? What are his what are his plans? He's studying law right now, actually. Uh, so it, it's it's interesting. Czech law, and uh, I don't know all the laws there, but that's what he's wanted to do for a long time. And it's pretty difficult to get into law school there, even. And, and this one university is best, I think, in the country. And so he he made it in, and he's working hard now. So very good. Is, is there anything that you have experienced or anything that you are doing as a missionary you never pictured yourself doing um <laughs> well first of all you didn't know you were going to be a missionary yeah, but other yeah. things that, that uh, you're doing today or that you've done in in your service as a missionary that i never would have imagined in a million years that i'd be doing this yeah i mean i never thought about living just as you said or being a missionary living in another country never really came to mind ever or I never thought about it and I don't know specifically I'm trying to think I I mean I never I just yeah everything almost what was it uh, like learning the language well it's I'm still learning the language but it's also quite difficult and there's only three tenses so there's past present future right just those three that's it but then there's seven cases that everything fits into so when you use a word as a subject, but you use it as a direct object, the ending changes. And so it's kind of learning all those rules that, yeah, it's difficult. And <laughs> I know I make lots of mistakes, but I'll try. And I actually was, I had been studying the language maybe, I don't know how many months, but it was towards the beginning and I would, I had to get around. So I still go order the train ticket and say what I thought was right. And the lady just would always smile and she understood, but it, I knew it wasn't quite right. And so I finally said it correctly. I said the grammar correctly one day and she just looked at me and kind of like clapped her hands and said, congratulations. You finally, <laughs> you finally said it correctly. And I, it was kind of a proud moment for myself. So I'm like, all right, it, it, studying's happening and it's working and we'll get there. We'll get there. But no, I'm okay. I wouldn't, I'm not fluent by any means, but I have a lot of vocabulary to learn. Uh, but it's I enjoy it. It's fun. It's challenging, and yeah, it's it's something new. It's something different. So, what lies ahead in the in the coming year? The coming year. Well, and now I'm at support raising. I'm back to uh, gather some more su support and visit people that have already supported me and reconnect a bit. That's why I'm here in St. Louis too. And and then. Uh, I'll keep doing the same thing I was doing. My English teaching will continue on. English group keeps going. Um, summer camps are coming up, actually, so we're kind of finalizing dates and what's going to happen in Poland and Czech Republic, maybe in some other areas. So if there's other congregations that want to come. There's should be places to come and serve and, and work. Uh, and then I'm also working with the geo missionaries now. So since I'm a career missionary, I'm helping to supervise them and make sure they're okay and 
meet up with them or and, and just solve problem problem solve you know what's the difference between a geo missionary and a career missionary uh, geo missionary so geo is globally engaged in outreach and so it's it's short term so maybe one two years is i mean it goes longer sometimes or you can renew it but it's short term it's it's not for so long and the career missionary is going in with the intent of staying longer and and sometimes maybe the tasks that are at hand are also for a longer period of time or it's better to have the consistency instead of just switching someone all the time so i mean that's the main difference and mm -hmm. there's some other smaller things but yeah kind of short short and long term i guess we could say so now serving as a career missionary in the Czech Republic and serving in Eurasia, are there other areas that you serve beyond Czech Republic or primarily just there? Yeah, well, I Poland, there's quite a bit of camps that happened and then uh, we'll see what we'll see what happens. We'll see what God does, where he leads us and where new people or new opportunities will come come to light. So yeah, he, he's working. Yeah, he's always working. <laughs> how can we? How can we keep up with you? Know what's going on and uh, keep up with your story and the the work that you're doing. My story. Well, okay. So LCMS online, lcms.org/helgi, or any missionary has their website. Sure. Uh, our kind of own tailored one. H e l g e is my last name. So that has more information. Um, I send out monthly newsletters. So I don't know if. I would share my email here, but every missionary has their email, sure. their first dot last name, and uh, write me whatever Facebook, right. you know. I mean anything, social media. There's information plenty. LCMS dot org slash Helge. That's yeah. H E L G E. Mm -hmm. uh, LCMS dot org slash H E L G E. Uh, check it out. You can find out more about Benjamin Helge and the work that he's doing, and how to pray for him, how to support you in your your work as well. And uh, get connected. E they can find your email there too, sure. and mm -hmm. uh, email. email you. Get on the the newsletter list as yeah, well. Definitely, Benjamin. Thanks so much for sharing with us today yeah, about your work, you. how the Lord is using you in uh, the Czech Republic and other parts of Eurasia as well. Thanks for being my guest on Faith and Family. Oh, you're welcome. Listen to Faith and Family Monday through Friday at this time. Faith and Family is a listener supported program. Your financial support is needed for Faith and Family to continue. Our address is 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can contact us on the web and download Faith and Family at KFUO.org. Worldwide KFUO, on the air, online, and on demand.